You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 17th as... Yet again, for the far too many nth time, I come to you after a gut punch, soul-crushing Phillies loss. Yes, 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 yet again, it happened. The Phillies blew another one. And in this one, they actually got Jacob DeGrom out of the game after two innings, beat him up a bit. He had a... An issue and had to leave the game and the Phillies still couldn't get the job done just among the more frustrating losses. Maybe not quite as painful as the 7-0 blown lean in Toronto or Gene Segura missing the pop-up in Baltimore. But it's on the list, man. It is on the list. Just another to the list is this Phillies team again and again and again and again and again continues to punch us in the gut. And look, as we talked about yesterday, as we've talked about this week, they are depleted right now. They're in a bad spot from an injury perspective. Reese Hoskins, who knows if we'll see him again. Not optimistic about it. Jake Arrieta. Same thing. Spencer Howard, pretty sure we won't see him again. And, uh, you know, you lose guys like that, that that takes its toll. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. In an all-time historically bad bullpen. And, you know, what else do you get? What do you expect? What do you expect? You expect this team to, to make the playoffs? Do you expect this team to do good things in the playoffs? No. No, you can't. You can expect them to make the playoffs just because... That's the weird way this season is. You know, you can expect it because there's eight teams making the playoffs. And even then, man, it's just like they don't want to make it. Uh, I mean, one step forward, three steps back, two steps forward, four steps back. They're back to 500 again, again. This team is 500 again. Wow. 24 and 24. Um, it, Philly's bullpen. And we'll get to the game. We'll get to everything going on. But but a couple quick notes on the Phillies bullpen. Jason Stark with a couple tweets last night that just help illustrate how horrendous this pen is. Phillies bullpen has nine saves this season. Nine. And 11 blown saves. 11. 11. 11. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 11 blown saves. How absurd is that? They only have nine saves, which goes to show you they have 24 wins. That means that the majority, 15 of their wins, they didn't even need a save in. You know, that includes walk-offs and stuff. But, man, 
and then 11 blown saves. Let's say, for reference sake, they had a major league bullpen, you know, quality, not not the best, not close to the best, just an average major league bullpen. You're going to blow some saves, but let's say they convert seven. Let's say it's four blown saves instead of 11. Think about that. Think about where this team is at. They're 31 and 17. This Phillies team would be 31 and 17. I mean, they'd be 35 and, and what? 35 and, and 13 if they, you know, if they hadn't blown all 11 of those. Think about that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God, this season. It is just, it is incredibly frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating that this team came into the season with this bullpen. Here's another one. Last night made it six games the Phillies have lost after having a lead of three runs or more. Six games. The Braves have lost one game like that. The Marlins, the chief competitor for a playoff spot right now with the Phillies in the NL East, crazily enough, have not lost a single game like that this season. Not one. Six times. Six times for the Phillies. Just give them those six wins. Let's forget the blown saves thing. Let's say that those six games where they were up three or more runs, they just win those six games. Then this team's sitting at 30-18 and 18 right now. I mean, what a different outlook we would have on this team, on the future, on this season if they were 30-18 and 18 right now. I mean, think about that. They're cruising to the playoffs. They're fighting for the division. It's them and the Braves battling it out. Who's going to win the division? Oh, guess what? The Phillies are in first place right now, win percentage-wise. Ho-ho, let's go. That's where they were. That's where they're at. And instead, a historically abysmal bullpen is going to cost this team any sort of semblance of a chance of a fun season that we had. That's it. It's done. <laughs> no matter what happens, they might make the playoffs. They probably will make the playoffs. They ain't doing anything. This bullpen ain't doing anything. The only shot the Phillies have in the playoffs is in a two-game series if Nola gives you nine and Wheeler gives you nine. <laughs> then maybe. Who knows? Something could happen. It's just, it's a shame. And I feel, it's like, uh, I feel like it's crazy to come in here every day, every day, and talk about the same freaking thing, but what else are we supposed to do when every freaking day this happens? Every day, it feels like it is part of our DNA this year. As a Phillies fan, watching these games to just know, yeah, we're going to blow this. Yeah, I don't have confidence in this one. Oh, this one isn't going to work out sucks, man. It really sucks. It is a huge, huge disappointment of a season. Again, and, and that's that's the most screwed up part of this is that, again, as we've kind of talked about, that granted the result of a absurd amount of playoff teams making the playoffs, and we'll get more into that later, but um, the Phillies are probably going to make the playoffs this year. And what a disappointment, right? I mean, how long have we waited for the Phillies to make the playoffs? I'll tell you, it's nine years. Nine years we've gone without the Phillies making the playoffs, and they'll probably make it, and it's just like, blah. It's like, blah. That's how you feel about it. That's how you feel about it. How can you feel any different about this team heading into the playoffs? It's not exciting. Honestly, 
And I don't want this because I'm a Phillies fan, and I care far more about winning games. Every single game I go into it desperately wanting to win. So I, I can't think this way. I, my, my heart and soul won't allow it. But, like, there is a part of me that is like, you know what? If they don't make the playoffs, at least it'll, it'll hammer home. What a disappointment this season was. Like, I don't want them to be able to take this season and say, oh, oh look, we made the playoffs, because no, no, that is not the takeaway from this season. The takeaway from this season is that you could have had a special year, and instead you went into the season with a BS bullpen, a makeshift bullpen that was never, ever, ever going to work, And then when you realized in season it wasn't going to work, you went out and traded for guys who sucked just as bad as the guys who were here before. If that is not a failure from a management perspective, I don't know what is. I mean, that's a disaster. What a disastrous year from that perspective, from talking about the bullpen. What a disastrous, disastrous year. (laughs) I'm like, ah, I'm getting speechless with this stuff. Starting at the point where it's it's just it's hard to reconcile these things. It's hard to watch this team right now. It is. And again, then you add in the injuries. You add in Reese Hoskins, who again, as we've talked about, him and Bohm, the best two hitters on this team the last month, no question. You add in losing Arietta and Howard, which again, neither of those guys you feel amazing with when they get, take the hill, but you certainly feel better with those two guys as opposed to Vincent Velasquez, or the bullpen starting and finishing a game, which is seemingly the other options we have. It's just, I think it's past the point of no return, so to speak, with this uh, with this bullpen and the injuries and whatnot, that I just think that, um, you know, I, I think their ceiling is low. <laughs> I think they have a really low ceiling. Like, uh, you know, they're not going to do anything special. And... Uh, Again, it's a shame because they really had a chance to do something special this year. I mean, again, they are good enough in other spots, whereas if they had had a major league bullpen, they would at least be fun. We'd at least be, like, looking forward to the playoffs. You know, we wouldn't be talking, wow, are they going to blow this and not make the playoffs, which is a real valid conversation to have right now. And, again, I I, I don't think they will. I mean, percentage-wise, you look at teams that have to play each other and all that, like, you know, they're in all right shape, but if they keep losing games, they won't be. I mean, they absolutely can miss the playoffs. And even if they don't, the problem is, like, if they had had a major league bullpen right now, we wouldn't be talking about, will they make the playoffs? We'd be talking about, how good are they heading into the playoffs? Could they make some noise? Can this team do some freaking damage? That's what we'd be talking about. And instead, we're talking about, well, maybe they'll make it. I don't know. If they do, whatever. You know, we'll see. What a bummer. All right, let's get to last night, and then we'll get some other things going on. Is uh, you know, you can only ran around about this bullpen so so often, so long. Oh well, like every day, yeah, every day. It's what I do. This is the my life is to rant about this bullpen. It's it's really been a joy in my life to rant about this bullpen. Last night, another, as we discussed, just brutal loss. Just another brutal loss. The Phillies, of course, get out to a lead, four four nothing lead by the fourth by the third inning. They get going in the second. Andrew Knapp, a double down the right field line. Kind of a ball you thought Dominic's made the first baseman. Could have had. He didn't. Kind of glance off his glove, but we'll take it. Andrew Knapp continues to own Jacob DeGrom. Adam Hazley, a sack fly. McCutcheon, an RBI ground out. You're up 3-0 in the second. Gene Segura adds a homer in the third. You're feeling good. 4-0. DeGrom out of the game. 
had to leave. You're feeling great. Zach Wheeler, despite the gnarly finger, cruising, runs into a little trouble in the six, gives up a uh, runs up a little trouble in the fourth, giving up a run, but then in the sixth really starts to struggle a bit as he gives up a uh, two-run shot to J.D. Davis. It is now four to three and getting a little clenched, as they say. And look, Wheeler was great. Wheeler really was. I know he gave up that, that homer, and, and that sucks. But seven and a third, three earned, seven hits, no walks, two strikeouts, obviously not a lot of strikeouts, but, you know, Considering uh, the injury he had, and if you've seen the pictures of his finger, it's not pretty. Uh, I thought that man battled last night. I thought that man gave them everything he had. Now, I would have kept him in more. It was only at 95 pitches. I know the finger thing, but and did run into a little trouble in the eighth. But, you know, uh, Adam Morgan comes in, gives up a run. Hector Naris in the ninth. Of course, Jimenez singles in. Two, uh, singles and one in the ninth. They score net one in the eighth. The J.D. Davis, double J.D. Davis crushing the Phillies last night. Off of Adam Morgan scores a run, and then Jimenez, uh, RBI single in the ninth. The Mets do not blow it from there. As Edwin Diaz shuts the Phillies down. All she wrote. Five to four Mets win. Just a massive disappointment of a win, uh, of a loss, I mean. Massive, 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 massive. Just a... Uh, Another one. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore with these losses and uh, how disappointing and upsetting they are. Um, we'll get to where they stand in the standings and uh, looking ahead to uh, tonight's game against the Mets and then the weekend and all that stuff. Uh, but a couple things I wanted to, to get to quickly before we, we get to where we're at there. Um, two things, really. One, um, Macro about baseball and one a little more uh, focused on affecting the Phillies. Let's start with the micro, and that is uh, the Steve Cohen situation. As we have not talked about here much, but Steve Cohen has bought the Mets. The man is worth 14-something billion dollars. It is uh, immediately he becomes the richest owner in Major League Baseball. Uh, immediately he becomes the richest owner in professional sports. American professional sports. Uh, not great. You know, the Mets have been run like a bargain basement type of team for the last 20 years, thanks to the Wilpons, and uh, and that's going to change, very likely. Cohen coming in, and, and of course, the rumors out of New York already are that Steve Cohen wants to come in and make a splash, and who would be the biggest splash this offseason? Oh, they need a catcher? Oh, JT, really? Not great. <laughs> Just say it is. It is. I've been pretty staunch in my belief that JT Romita will be back next season and beyond because he is more valuable to the Phillies than to any other franchise in baseball. That is a clearly true statement, especially after six down. God, if we could undo that trade, man. God, if we could undo that trade. Um, I'm starting to worry about this. I've, I've always thought the Phillies will just match any offer, but I mean, Steve Cohen's the kind of guy who could just. Overbid. I mean, Steve Cohen's a guy who just come in and say, I-, I want JT Romito on my team. I'll pay whatever it takes. I mean, that is absolutely something that could happen. And I think that even though JT Romito likes it here and all that, I don't know why, you know, you'd feel great here with the management of the team and the way they've run it so far. But um, I think in the end, money's going to talk. You know, I've always thought he'd be here because I think I've thought in the end that the Phillies will just match 
whatever price they have to to keep JT here. And um, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know if that's the case. And, and again, I don't know if JT, how badly he wants to stay this year, has not been a fun one uh, across the board. Now he's hurt. He's got the hip thing. We'll see when he gets back, hopefully soon. I don't know. Um, and again, man, man, if they lose JT, if they lose JT, if they traded Sixto Sanchez, who's going to be one of the best, assuming he stays healthy, one of the best pitchers in baseball for the next decade, that is not an overstatement. It might be an understatement. He might just be the best. You know, he's that, that's his ceiling. Sixto Sanchez's ceiling is the best pitcher in baseball for the next decade. I mean, it's what it is. Let's be real about it. Let's be facts, you know? And, um, and look, I I do I do agree with the concept that uh, you know a sunk cost fallacy in the sense that just because you traded Sixto away that doesn't mean you have to sign JT because that is a sunk cost. Sixto is gone, is over. That can't factor in your th- your thinking, but it definitely factors into the perception and how we all feel about it. There's no question about that, and ultimately, it does matter that you gave away the best you know young pitcher in the sport for this guy. And then if you are unable to sign him, unable to keep him here, it's a disaster. That's not putting it lightly. I mean, we're talking about an unmitigated, epic disaster. A franchise disaster. Because then, look, the Phillies have, for better or worse, and probably worse, got to put all their chips in the middle on this squad right now. They got nothing coming. We know that. I mean, now that Bowman and Howard are up, that's it. Nothing of relevance is coming up anytime soon. This team is in a situation where this group of guys, the Harpers, the McCutcheons, Rees, you know, this group are, are, are going to have to be the group, and you can go out and spend more, and you better go spend more, John Middleton and Philly's management, because enough of this stupid luxury tax thing. Let's be a big boy, like you said you wanted to be. But... Even with that, I mean, if you lose JT, it just it cripples everything. It cripples everything. And again, you gave six to away for him. It's a bad situation. And while I have, I have felt very confident that JT was going to resign here, I'm less confident. I still, if I had to make a bet what team will JT Romito be starting the 2021 season on, I would still bet on the Phillies. I would. Um, but... I wouldn't be as confident in it as I was a couple weeks ago. And, uh, man, the the mismanagement of this whole situation, letting it get here, letting this situation play out the way it has, has been a, a real a real disaster. And, again, another thing that you have, to, you have to criticize management for. You have to. You have to. You have to look at, at Matt Klintak and his group and say, what were you thinking here? What was the thought process behind not signing JT to an extension earlier. And look, maybe it's Middleton. Maybe Milton said we're not going over the tax. You can't sign him until next year. you got to wait till he's almost free agent. That's possible. Sure. Either way, whoever's involved, it's a, it's a massive mistake. They blew this. They blew this. They blew it. They blew the JT situation. They blew the season by coming into the bullpen, and they, they deserve the brunt of the blame. I mean, facts. It's just what it is. All right. Now, one other thing I want to get to before we uh, look at the standings and look ahead quickly. Um there's word out there that baseball would like to keep this extended playoffs past this season. You know, when this all went down earlier, if you've listened to me talk, that I was a, a staunch supporter 
of the expanded playoffs for this season, for the weird 60-game season to help protect against variants, to help some of the best teams who maybe get off to a bad start find their way into the playoffs and, and you get the best teams in there, that was my thought, and I was okay with it. But the idea of this lasting past this sham of a season is an absolute joke. The idea that we would have more than half the league in the playoffs basically invalidates the season for the most part, or at least the the interest in the season. Playoff seasons will be locked up so early. Teams will not care. September will turn into a boring, boring month of baseball. There will be no juice heading in the playoffs. This is a disaster. And I know why they want it. It starts with an M and ends with honey. They want money, and they get most of their money from the playoffs. I get it from their perspective. I know why they want it. It would be a disaster. Uh, absolute, like, honestly, like, threatening the integrity of the game type of disaster if they have eight playoff teams in each league every year, if more than half the league makes them. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I would be embarrassed. As a baseball fan, I'm embarrassed with this idea. I'm embarrassed. It will ruin the sport. Um, I, I don't think that's too strong a statement. Like, it could ruin the sport. It really could. If nothing else, it's, it's a massive mistake, and it's going to take a lot of what we love about baseball away from it. Pennant races will not be interesting. Um, so much variance in there. We won't have you know, the best versus the best all the time. It's just going gonna, gonna to be a bummer. I really, really hope that this does not continue. I really hope the players fight back. I really hope that this is a stupid Manfred idea that's going to get shot down. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I hope. Because, again, I think it is such a massive, disastrous error, such a massive, disastrous mistake to extend the playoffs past this year. I can't put it strongly enough. I just, it's devastation for the sport, in my opinion, if they do that. So I'm sure they will. Let's hope they don't. All right, quickly, the standings, then we'll look at it tonight as the Phillies now sit. Of course, with the Marlins winning yesterday, a game and a half back of the Marlins, still four out of the division lead. That's gone, as we all know. Um, the Cardinals and the Reds, half game back of the Phillies, just saying. One of those two teams will come in second division. The other's going to make the playoffs, it seems like. Milwaukee, not that far back, only a couple games back of the Phillies. A uh, game and a half, it looks like. Um, oh, San Francisco Giants, 500. Hmm. Hmm. So, well, again, it looks like the Phillies are in a decent spot to make the playoffs. They keep blowing games. They might not. They might not. And, man, what a frustrating thing to look at here, to look at the Miami Marlins seeing their 25 and 22. God, what a disappointment this Phillies team is. It just is. It's such a bummer. It really is. It's a, it's a real true bummer, this Phillies season, this Phillies team. The way this has played out and now the way it's shaking out with the injuries and, and then, you know, kind of just sucking the last hope and life out of it. Even though, again, it, again, I go back to this point I made earlier, but it really rings true for me is the idea of, of the Phillies making the playoffs again should have been the most exciting thing in the world for us. You know, it should have been something where we as Phillies fans wait nine years for this. Let's go. This is the best. Yeah. Like that kind of thing, that kind of excitement, that kind of level of of happy and excitement, and it's going to be none of that. It's going to be none of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll be excited to see the Phillies play in the playoffs. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. I love the playoffs. It's my favorite playoffs. I love the Phillies. They're my favorite team. Like, it would be awesome to see them play in the playoffs, but, like, 
let's be real. Like, are you super excited about it? Are you like, wow, I can't wait for the playoffs. The Phillies are going to do something special. No. It's like, all right. Maybe they win a game. Maybe they miracle their way into winning the first series and then get smoked in the second. Maybe. And that would be fun. Super fun. But um, it's just not what it should have been. And it's a shame. And, uh, you know, I think you have to blame management and blame the way they built this team. All right, tonight. <sighs> Need a win. Obviously, thank God you got Nola on the hill. Nola versus Seth Lugo. It's a big one because then you go to, then you have to face Toronto. Four straight against Toronto. And, oh, by the way, uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola aren't pitching again until next week. So, Monday, Tuesday. So, you got a four-game series against Toronto. Doubleheader Friday. Saturday. Sunday. You will not have Nola or Wheeler pitching any of those games. So, and Toronto, oh, yeah, by the way, a playoff team. Handily. Not great. Not great. Um, look, let's hope the Phillies can, can, you know, prove me wrong. Maybe maybe they figure it out in the last week and a half of the season and into the playoffs. I just don't think it's likely. But either way, we will be talking about it. We will be rooting for them. We'll be hoping beyond hope. So uh, tomorrow we'll be back to talk about the NOLA start tonight. Hopefully NOLA can get us the much-needed win. And we can kind of plow forward and hopefully find some ways to win some more games, get in the playoffs, and see what happens. So until then, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.